0: Off the groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, June second, two thousand and twenty-three. Episode number two twenty-six is coming at you. Happy anniversary to Grandpa! Yesterday was their seventy-fifth anniversary. Thank you for everybody that responded to my posts on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. I know Graham and Paul loved that, and I just want to say congrats and happy anniversary again to Grandpa. Red Mile recap. Let's talk about the Red Mile, Lexington, Kentucky. I love going down there. Uh, there's a lot to do all around the racetrack. I went down a couple days early and went sightseeing. Went to a couple distilleries and uh, had some fun. Checked out some new stuff that I've never done before. Also went down downtown and ate some food I've never ate before. So I'm kind of broadening my horizons a little bit. You know, whenever I was racing, it was always hurry up, get there, race, and then hurry up and go home. Well, I've kind of been in that same mode since I started announcing, and I'm just, uh, you know, taking more time, stopping to smell the roses, and uh, enjoying it a little bit more. So, I mean, most of the time it's in and out real quick, uh, but every once in a while you got to stop and smell the roses. Mission Super Twins. How about Davis Fisher with the Pronto Parts Plus Fast Qualifier Award? He found something in qualifying right around the bottom of the racetrack, and that proved to be fast for him, but it didn't last very long. And then Jared Meese took the mission Too Fast Too Tasty Challenge win. And then what a battle they had in that main event. It said, you know, Jared actually said that he's playing a little cat and mouse with Dallas Daniels. Uh, Dallas led 17 laps. Jared Meese led 8 laps. So they went 25 total laps in that 14 minutes plus 2 laps. But a little cat and mouse. And Jared Meese came out on top. It was a real close finish. But uh, I don't think Dallas did anything wrong. I think that Jared just has the miles dialed in. He's uh, he's the current mile master, and it was, it was impressive. I mean, those two kind of broke away from everybody else, um, so Meese took the win. Dallas was second. Breyer was third, and it took him a while to get up to third, and um, it looked like a bunch of bikes got together right at the start. Looking back at the replay, actually, it looked like Breyer missed a shift going either from uh, second to third or maybe even first to second right around there, uh, but after Breyer got going, he worked his way up to a third-place finish. So that put a Yamaha, an Indian, and a KTM on that podium. J.D. Beach was fourth, Davis Fisher fifth, and that's what his goal is, to finish top five in the points. And he still sits right there in fifth with a fifth-place finish. Van Decoy was sixth, Colby Carlisle was seventh, Brandon Robinson was eighth, Jeffrey Lowry with the best finish of his career at ninth, Bronson Bauman was tenth, and they actually had clutch problems all day. They went through three clutches in practice and qualifying alone. Uh, Ben Lau was 11th, Kevin Stallings 12th, Casey Sisko 13th, Billy Ross was 14th, Cameron Smith 15th, Cody Johncox 16th, Jesse Janish way back in 17th. They had issues all day as well on the Wally Brown Racing KTM. And Gary Ketchum, 63 years old, uh, rounded out the field. So uh, I was corrected. Gary Ketchum actually sent me a text message. He said, thanks for thinking I was younger than I was, but he's actually 63. So Gary Ketchum, Made into the main event, and I feel bad for um, Jordan Harris. Uh, They had a switch issue. I don't know what kind of switch it was, but they definitely had a mechanical issue in that semi while running near the front. So unfortunately, he was not able to make the main event. Looking at the point standings after this one, now Dallas has a 16-point lead over Jared Meese. So the gap is getting a little bit closer, not by very much, though. Dallas still the points leader. Meese in second. J.D. Beach is in 30, some 49 points behind Dallas. Breyers in fourth, 55 points behind Dallas. Davis Fisher sitting back there fifth, 68 points behind Dallas Daniels. And now let's talk about the stats. It's all Jared Meese right now on the miles. He's got 67 wins, and he's five out of six for mile wins at the Red Mile. He has won 25 miles now in his career. That ties him with Brian Smith and Bubba Showbert. It's also the 128th victory for Kenny Tolbert and the 72nd career victory for Craig Rogers as the team owner. Let's shift gears a little bit. Parts Unlimited AFT single sponsored by Kicker Performance Audio. I got to throw Kicker some love. You know, they're uh, good friends of mine. They're from Stillwater, Oklahoma. And, of course, the rep is Mad Dog, and he's got his own podcast. Check it out if you want to hear some more fun stuff. Trevor Bruner picked up the Pronto Parts Plus Fast Qualifier Award. Trent Lowe won the Al Lamb Dallas Honda Challenge Race. And then he went on to win his second win of his career and second of the season by .089 seconds. His teammate Chase Sadoff finished second, so Chase Sadoff still up there looking for his first win. Tom the Bomber Drain was third, Trevor Bruner was fourth, Maxwell was fifth. And a nice recovery by Cody Kopp. He gets all the way up to sixth right there at the very end, so salvaged as many points as possible, and he finished right there ahead of Dalton Gauthier, who's second in the points. Dalton finished seventh in the main event. James Ott was eighth, Morgan Mishler was ninth, and Chad Coase running out your top ten. Ruth Evans was 11th, Zabala was 12th, Landon Smith, Shayna Texter-Bowman, and Travis Pettin was 15th, Terrence Santero 16th, and Jared Lowe 17th, and man, he had a great day going until this main event. Uh, It seemed like in practice and qualifying, Jared was up front every session, um, had a great day going, but just didn't put it all together in that main event. Uh, Declan Bender made his second main event. He was up there. 18th and then 19th was logan eisenhard and actually found out after the races that he fell off in the main event may have been in a little contact with another rider may have went down by himself Uh, we didn't see it on camera but the good thing is he pulled in that clutch kept that bike going got up and and continued to race so that's what jd beach did at the devil's bowl maybe now these other up-and-comers these youngsters are seeing what other riders are doing. Either way, uh, Logan Eisenhard got up and kept going. Uh, he did get a 19th place finish. Looking at the lap leaders, Tom Drain led seven laps. Trent Lowe, he led five laps. Trevor Bruner, five laps. And Chase Sadoff is credited with one lap lead. Points after the Red Mile. Cody Cop is 15 points ahead of Dalton Gauthier. Sadoff is also 15 points behind Cody, but he is below Dalton because Dalton has one win on the season. So if, if they were to end right now, the advantage will go to Dalton Gauthier. Or if they would tie for the championship, it goes to whoever has the most wins. So Cody's the point leader. Dalton's second technically, tied with Sadoff, who's still in second. Tiebreaker is that one win. Maxwell is fourth. Trevor Brunner's fifth. Trent Lowe now with two wins is up to sixth. He's only 34 points behind Cody Cop. Tom Drain is 7th, Morgan Mischler 8th, James Ott is ninth, and Chad Coase is top 10. I do really like that only two classes are running on the miles. You know, it puts the best against the best. I know last year we had three classes. It kind of spreads out the talent between three different classes. So I do like the two classes. I like the flow of the of the program as well. I know early in the day there was like uh, two or three 20-minute breaks to work on the racetrack. Well... I will sacrifice those 20 minutes of doing nothing to make for a better track for later. Uh, I thought the track ended up really good. It was a little bit wavy in a few places. It looked very flat and very smooth from the TV and from even where I was sitting, you know, inside the semi-trailer, but I was actually parked outside turn number three and four and the track looked really good. But talking to some of the riders, it was kind of rate, you know, wavy or ripply. So, They'll continue to make on the, make this track better. You know, we only get to race there once a year. We've only raced there now six times. So they put notes together. They know how to attack it when they go back next year. So uh, some of our listeners actually uh, have asked me to give me a little, uh, to give a little race recap from uh, RPM's race in Lebanon, Ohio uh, from May 20th. And uh, that's RPM, Jeff Hires and the gang put on that race. Um, Power Elite Singles, which is basically like your pros on single-cylinder bikes. It was Tom Drain taking the win. Trent Lowe was second. Bruner, third. Walker Porter, this youngster from Alabama, the Alabama slammer. Walker Porter was up there fourth. Jess Reynolds was fifth. Jared Lowe, sixth. Clark Morion seventh. Andrew Reichert, eighth. Doug Davis, ninth. And Cody Giamory. I'll go with that. It's G-Y-O-M-O-R-Y. Giamory. Um was up there running out your top 10. That's the Power Elite Singles. 250 amateur class, it was Tom Drain's little brother, Slamming Sam Drain, taking the win over Cody Mishi and Trevor Martin. Open amateur, again, Walker Porter, who got to run You know, with the RPM, same as with the AMA All-Star National Flat Track Series. The pros can go up and race against the amateurs. It's like the old days, what they would call a pro-am. So, Walker Porter was up there taking the win of the Open Amateur Class. Again, this kid is flying. Uh, hopefully, he's going to be at the Amateur Nationals and, and, you know, going for the Fast Brain Award. I think he's a little bit too young to go for the, the Nikki Hayden Horizon Award, but uh, remember that name, Walker Porter. He took the win the Open Amateur Class. Gavin Grow was second, and Sam Drain, the Australian, was third. He's up here all summer long. He'll be racing at the Flat Track Grand Championships as well. In the Power Elite Open, which is twins versus singles or twins combined with singles, Trent Lowe took the win. Tom Drain was second. Trevor Bruner is third. Jared Lowe fourth. And Clark Morian was fifth. So a lot of a lot of folks from like the uh, Lawrenceburg area, that, you know, Trent Lowe, Trevor Bruner, Jared Lowe, Clark Morian all race around the Lawrenceburg Speedway area. So, you know, boys from the Berg is what I get text messages a lot about those guys. In the hooligan class, Johnny Bova took the win. Josh Young was second. Adam Holmes was third. All three of those riders were on Harleys. And in the 450 amateur class, another win for Walker Porter, Colby Giammery, Gavin Grow was third, Luke Wilhelm fourth, and Caleb Martin was fifth. Earlier this week, I saw a, uh, a short film came out from Evil Hours called The Last Mile. If you haven't yet checked that out, please do so. Eric Hartley was on the podcast quite a quite a few weeks back, and uh, he was a he is a military vet and fell in love with flat track racing at a Springfield race weekend, and now he's in with both feet, and he helps get veterans um, to come to American Flat Track or to come to a flat track race. Doesn't have to be American Flat Track. He'll pair them up with a team. That vet will actually be a crew member, will help learn the ropes and learn about competition and give them something to look forward to. So uh, check out that short film. It's called The Last Mile, Evil Hours, or Eric Hartley. Find him on social media. It's pretty cool. It's it's short, but it's, it's awesome. It's only like 11 minutes long, 12 minutes long, something like that. But I enjoyed every second of it. Tonight is the Dairyland Classic, which is Wisconsin's premier outdoor flat track motorcycle racing event since 1985. It's going to be my third one in a row. Um, I love going up there. Uh, Bert Sumner and his family do an excellent job. It's very well organized. They have the riders meeting right at 4.30. They're practicing at 5. Opening ceremonies at 7. First heat race fires off the line at 7.15. And that's pretty much like clockwork up there. They do have the benefit of having... Usually beautiful weather. It's a clay racetrack. It's about a third mile So the track maintenance is very low They know exactly what to do to the racetrack, but Bert and his family do an excellent job. They raise money They have the the Jim Sumner Dash for Cash, which I think is awesome to uh, Pay homage to Bert's brother who we lost you know quite a few years ago back at the Springfield mile But Bert again and that entire crew up there doing an excellent job. I'm really looking forward to this race tonight in 2022, they had 133 entries in 6 class, representing 10 different states. So that's pretty cool. A lot of riders are here, you know, racing the Moto America up at Road America. Uh, so a lot of those fans will actually take buses over to the, the short track. It's in Plymouth, which is not too far away. And uh, last year's winner was Morgan Mischler. I think he's won it the last two years in a row. Last year, the uh, Turner Honda team was there. The year before that, he actually won it on his cousin's Rotax, the first time he ever won a Rotax. So Morgan Mischler should be one of the fast guys out there. I did see that Corey Texter is uh, signed up to race his first ever uh, Dairyland Classic. So you never know who's going to win, but uh, I cannot wait to watch this race tonight. Also, this lit. This weekend is the Ronnie Raw Memorial. Uh, That's down in Richland County Fairgrounds, which is in Mansfield, Ohio. They're running Saturday night and Sunday. That's an RPM race. And the battle at the border, Canada versus United States. That's going on tomorrow night, Saturday, June 3rd. A $7,700 pro purse at the Welland County Speedway, which is in Welland, Ontario, Canada. Just across from Buffalo, so close to Niagara Falls area. So if you're anywhere near there, go check that out. Uh, a few of the Americans are going up. I know for sure Sammy Halbert's going, and I just recently saw that Jared Vandekoy is going. I know some other Americans. There's a lot of New York riders that always cross the border right there, and, and they'll go up there and try to do battle against the Canadians. I don't know who I'd put my money on. I talked to Steve Beatty about it a little bit, and he actually is uh, – thinking about riding but he also knows that he has to uh help out people so uh a few of the americans will be up there battling against the canadians again at the welland county speedway that is tomorrow night upcoming for american flat track is the decoy mile which is june 17th the magic mile and then the week after is the lima half mile and that is june 24th always the last saturday of june we're racing in lima they did add a hooligan class to the lima ohio national That, again, is the June 24th. And the night before is Pushing the Cushion. I believe that's Robbie Bobby's race, so a little doubleheader for the uh, hooligans. But for the American Flat Track boys and girls, it's just Saturday the 24th. Also coming up here real soon, before you know it, the Mission AMA Flat Track Grand Championships coming up June 14th through June 20th. And I was lucky enough to be asked if I wanted to be the Grand Marshal for that event. Uh, which I gladly accepted. I'm honored to accept that. Uh, can't wait to do that race again. I didn't get to do the Flat Track Grands last year, so I get to go back and do those. And, you know, it's it's a lot of racing. It's from the 14th through the 20th. I'll be announcing all of those races except the indoors because when you're indoors, you really can't hear me at all. So they'd rather save the money or, you know, save my voice maybe is more like it, but uh, I don't have to announce it the indoors. But there's a lot of racing going on that entire week. Again, that's June 14th through June 20th. And speaking of the Grand Marshall, there was a very nice article came out in the AMA magazine, the June issue. I just want to say thanks to all the folks that stopped me in the pit area, uh, stopped me in the hotel, stopped me pretty much every time I saw somebody. It was I was kind of blown away by the folks that... That read the article and came and found me or when I ran across them, you know, told me how great the article was and a lot of stuff they didn't realize about me. And, you know, some of these younger racers don't even know that I used to race, you know, because I quit racing in 2002 professionally or stopped having my license in 2002. So a lot of these kids that are racing now weren't even bored then. So it's it's hard for me to remember that. So I was honored by all the folks that stopped me and, and I even signed some autographs, which, I was blown away. It's, uh, it's very special to be recognized by the American Motorcyclists Association for doing what I love for so long. So, uh, again, it's my 15th season with American Flat Track. I've been announcing since 2003. So, it's been 20 years of announcing, but 15 years uh, with American Flat Track. And I've done the Flat Track Grand Championships uh, probably getting close to about almost 10 times now. So, it's just, you know, a fun week to watch the up-and-comers, to watch the veterans, just to see, you know, where it began for a lot of people that are racing American flat track. You know, you have to start somewhere and to make your way through the ranks. You know, usually that's one of the big steps is the flat track grand championship. So it's gonna be a fun week. It's about eight days, it seems like for me, but it's gonna be really cool. That's coming up June 14th through June 20th. Well that's all I got for today and for this week. I just again want to say thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast you know, smash that like button. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Let's keep this thing going. I'll do my best to keep it going every week right here on Off The Groove.